for beers. That's your civic duty. That's what's most important. And that's what must be done. Beers. 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 Get on the beers. 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 And that's what must be done. Recording. Oh, I can actually see the red little. I didn't see that the first time. Unbelievable. Yeah. Alrighty. We are MX. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Three Schooners. My name's Isaac. <laughs> Good job, guys. You're, you're next, JJ. <laughs> I, I'm, I was being a gentleman and I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I did a flow chart there. Where I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a flow chart as much of a document with some colours on it, Dave, as yes. well. All right. <laughs> My so name's JJ. <laughs> should we do that again? No, <laughs> I, I, think I we want just people to scare incompetence. Okay. <laughs> just own it. Yeah, we are incompetent, yeah. and that is fine. <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, that was <laughs> Best. This is this is for those that don't know. This is podcast number two. Yeah. Uh, we're off to a great start. We've really uh, researched our stuff. Um, <laughs> For those who don't know me, I am David, uh, and I am one of these free idiots. <laughs> uh, so, and yeah, this is the Free Schooners podcast, like I said earlier, by Mr. Gassios himself. Uh, and being the Free Schooners podcast, uh, it would be a bit outrageous if we didn't have beer to accompany through our podcast. So, uh, JJ, what have you got going on today? I have changed it up this week. Ooh, I know, we're on, I know we're on week number two. I know we're in week number two. But, but I've got... Uh, no, nah, I'm kidding. It's still, <laughs> <a bit. laughs> still looking for that sponsorship, Desperados. So I will exclusively drink your drink until and after we get that sponsorship. Yeah, we really so do I've got that. a Desperado. Uh, I'm going to open it now because I'm really oh. needing it. Yeah, <laughs> and, Mr. Gassios. Well, well, I've taken a leaf out of your book uh, and I actually have stolen your beer because it was on special, but I've got an added little story. So I am, I am drinking a Furphy. Oh. And, oh. and the reason it's called Furphy is because way, 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 way back when uh, the Furphy trough where they used to get water uh, is obviously where they got their water. But also if you sat around and you told a story, it was called a Furphy. And that's where the name comes from. But where does the name Furphy come from for where you tell a story? Because the water trough was called a Furphy. But why is that called a Furphy? Because you tell the story there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the brand. The brand was Furphy. It's a fucking... I've yeah. seen one of the original Furphys up in a brewery somewhere. Oh, I feel like you've got a fun fact that's going to beat my fun fact or make my... <laughs> actually validate or to invalidate my fun fact. I've got nothing. Is that I right, JJ? There you go. I've got nothing. I just want to oh, know. Okay, okay. Well, it's, it's legitimately... The brand was Furphy that used to make like the water troughs. Um, what do you mean water troughs? Like fucking the big things where they drink water back in the day. So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Like, like communal water area? Yeah, wait, let, let's... You wouldn't one have those, in a trough. One of those furfy little things where they carry water was called a furfy. All oh, right. When you said and the trough, I thought it was like, hey, I've got a great idea for a new beer. Let's call it, a, name it after a water trough. It's like, mm, not, are these not twisty gonna really sell it. <laughs> yeah, they're all beers. Most Australian beers are, aren't they? Yeah. I've just got weak hands. Yeah. I'm not waiting for you, Dave, by the way. You just oh, took yeah. a piss. I'm well, going to have the beer. Fuck yours. Well, I've got... I've got um, <sighs> Well, there's a bit of a story to this, but I've actually got zero 
percent beer uh heineken yeah mm. ooh, ooh. <laughs> there is a reason i actually um do have a medical screening tomorrow so i have to actually ha- uh, fast tonight and have no alcohol in my system so sorry boys this is for science and stuff which i'll go into later but I was yeah. about to say, Let's see. I've, well, I've actually never had zero percent beer this is the this is the first time i i did dry july and i had carton zero and it was shit but heineken zero is meant to be really good yeah, boys, can do you know what? It tastes, it tastes like the real thing. Man. Oh, yeah, just a cheers, 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 everybody. <laughs> mm. It does actually taste like oh. actual Heineken, which is shit. Oh, I got something on my camera. There you go, on your potato. <laughs> How can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, so, um, I might as well introduce this week's uh topic absolutely yeah. i suppose because yeah. that's what it says on the the flow sh- chart that isn't a flow chart <laughs> right boys this is this is great organization for me so this is the best you're gonna get i mean there. i mean it's good colors man i'm in i mean it's good you've done i, know, I, I, I think I, we I, should I, add it in the show notes uh yeah. so others can read it and follow along <laughs> This is what I, you're trying to do. I wrote it out real quick and then I just was like, do you know what this is missing? Colour. <laughs> just coloured it in. And he's right, it was. It was. Yeah, it's very colourful what <laughs> so, we're looking at. Today's topic is uh, about how we have all survived financially throughout COVID uh, and more specifically through the stage four lockdown because that stopped a lot of businesses from running. Uh, we're just going to explain how we all got through it, how if we've our other halves, sorry, Isaac, I know how lonely it can be. Um, our other halves got through it as well um, and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, um, I'll pick someone to go first. Um, since you were uh, talking about your um, medical screening, Dave, yeah. uh, let's go with you first. Yeah, well, you know, um, well, we've been in this thing since March. It was beginning of March 2020, so it was kind of a scary time. I watched... Um, I was working during the hostel with Isaac, like we mentioned in our last podcast, and we were working Link in the description. The, yeah, uh, <laughs> sponsors as well from base. Um, but yeah, we were working in the bar. Man, I remember that night. I was with you that night. You were drinking in the bar, and they were like, "Yeah, uh, the, the Victorian government announced that basically everything was going to shut down after that night." And I was like, "This is crazy. Everyone get as drunk as you can." before it all shuts down. But it was scary because it was like, I'd basically lose my job tonight, hospitality shuts down. So what I did is on and off in my time in Australia, I've worked for um, a labor hire company um, and I just gave them a call and I was like, look, I, I, um, I need some work. Now I'm actually on a student visa. So part of the, the visa restrictions are that I can only work 20 hours a week. Where? Part of them where? Sorry, the student visa in Australia or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The, the Part of the rules were that you could only work 20 hours a week, but that's changed now. Yes. Well, there's some misinformation about that, which I'll elaborate on in a minute. But yeah, the general rule is you can work 20 hours in a, uh, in a week or 40 hours in a fortnight. So 20 each week or you could do 40 hours in one week but you won't be able to work the next week um now the victorian government or australian government decided that 
you know, this is pretty rough. So if you were working in a critical sector, if you were a nurse or you were a doctor or you're working in aged care or something like that, they were going to ease the restrictions because basically you can um, you can then work as much as you want and you're actually assisting the crisis in Australia. For people like me, though, who are studying a business diploma, uh, I can go get fucked, really. Um, <laughs> so, um, we were stuck to our 20 hours a week and... Yeah, it got pretty. It got pretty tough. I stopped working the construction again. I can only work you know, two days a week as part of the regulations. Um, and yeah, you find that work starts dropping down. What made it worse is when we got to stage three or stage four, especially in stage four. Dan Andrews, the Victoria Premier, decided that um, all sites needed to reduce their workforce by 75% uh, if they were three stories or above. Well, the labour hire company I work for, um, most of their sites they were contracted to were three stories or, or above. So at that moment, the sites will look and go, okay, we need to really manage what, what we've got going on on site. So labour hire, general labour, you could really get a carpenter or a plumber or an electrician. You could get them to do their assigned task and labouring on the side, so multi-skill. So people who are just to do labouring, they kind of got to the chopping block. So I saw my work go down um, and pretty much became non-existent in stage four. And I turned to things like uh, Uber Eats, uh, so I never thought I'd become an Uber Eats delivery guy, but I do. Got on my bike and started delivering pizzas for money. And what, <laughs> a, what a job that is. Um, and how, how much can you, because I remember when you started doing that, you've done it with your like our friend Ash as well. Mm. How much are you making on average per hour? I know that it fluctuates huge, like a, yeah. a massive amount. Um, but if you give me an average of that, just so people can understand. So really you get about five dollars a delivery which is pretty poor um and you'll ride on average about 2.5 k's each delivery it can be less it could be literally around the corner but what i've found doing it is it's either 1.7 k's to 2.5 k's and that could be up hills or downhills or whatever you never get downhills this plus is waiting thing. time plus waiting time yeah plus waiting time yeah. and and you, you you jump for joy or you cycle for joy, should I say. <laughs> uh, when you get a downhill, because it just seems like I've realised there's so many uphills in Melbourne, it's ridiculous, really. That, that's why most most people that do it now have got electric bikes and yeah, stuff. You yeah, you see, which is also yeah. real frustrating because I don't have, because I like doing mountain biking, so I picked up like a, a mountain bike. Um, so there's me slogging away, going up a hill, and then you'll just see some guy on an electric bike just... Yeah, right it's, something, past, yeah. it's something that I never, I can never remember seeing in the UK. I, I don't know if it's maybe taken off now, but I never saw an electric bike in the UK, and I see yeah. it every single day here, like loads. Oh of yeah, it's ridiculous. There's so many of them. I think um, they've definitely increased due to the Uber Eats boom as soon as lockdown kind of hit. Everyone, every man and his dog was ordering Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to get more efficient, to get it's like any industry, right? You've got to become the most optimum you can, the most efficient. So you're, you're throwing electronic bikes, scooters, I mean, not scooters so much, but like anything that's going to get you there quicker and yeah. faster and yeah. increase I've, I've efficiency. I personally rented two during 
just one just before lockdown because I just I like electric transport it's one of my weird fascinations so I like to like play about with them and things like that so I've rented one for a week in fact I've rented two for a week at different times they're amazing honestly see if um, I could get one that could I could put Yasmin on the back of so that I could like take her about this, the place if I needed to I'd, I'd trade that in for a car anyway all right. they are cool um like Uber actually, well, not Uber, but there's companies that just rent them to Uber drivers. So it's kind of like, I think Uber might advertise it. I'm not sure. But basically what you were saying, you know, the world kind of went into this stage four free lockdown. You've, in my head, I was like, okay, I've lost my job, but I can go do Uber delivering. And then I was, and may I say there's other uh, delivery partners available. <laughs> um but I went and did Uber and I was like, oh, this is going to explode. This is going to be so much money and so much work, but that, that actually isn't. You'll find the peak times are like weekends, so Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. Um, during the week, it's pretty much non-existent and real poor pay. But on the weekends, when it's real high demand, they pay your multipliers. So you can see your $5 or your $7 deliveries go up to about $10 deliveries. So that's where it gets... It can actually you can make all right money, but still not the same amount of money you yeah. make if and, you're and working in a bar or something like that. Yeah, and there's so many people that are in a similar situation as you, um, especially backpackers. Like I, like we said last podcast, I, I manage a hostel, and I reckon for a time I had 30% of my guests unemployed, 30% working in uh, labor sectors, and 30% working for food delivery. Right, some some doing both. So as soon as, like you said, the labor sector's gone, that's 30% of people, at least in my demographic, that are then transferring to the only thing they can easily get into, which is delivery driving. So I can imagine that you're constantly competing I'm and just, constantly yeah, fighting I'm just with drivers really left, right, and center. I'm just really wondering what happened to the other 10%. <laughs> 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 um, they well, work for me. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I, it's crazy. So I started doing this Uber and I'm like, it, it's tough, man. It's made life financial income tough. And when you're out in the rain, it's pretty, it's pretty disheartening. Um, it wasn't just you. I mean, you've done it with our mate Ash as well. Yeah, which we're hoping to maybe get Ash on uh, a future podcast as a guest. But uh, yeah, we all know Ash, but Ash, one of our friends, is a promoter around Melbourne. So obviously he saw a lot of his work go. Um, so yeah, I remember my first day we signed up and we were like, oh, we're going to make loads of money. And we got on our bikes and we went down to a popular place called Chapel Street, where all, obviously you boys know, but it's where all the restaurants and nightclubs are. And, you know, it's just loads of accommodation around there. So you're just central to everything. So we go down, turn on the app and we head down to Chapel Street. And man, I was there for about two hours and I think I made $12. <laughs> and then, and then insult to injury on the way back. I'm like, oh, let's call it quits. It's about lunchtime. So we would get, try and get the lunchtime rush. I was like, let's go back to uh, St Kilda where we live. So we ride it back, and there we are in the bike lane, and I'm taking the lead. And on Chapel Street, the cars get like real close to you and stuff. So you've got to be like keeping an eye out for the cars. So I look at this car, turn around. This guy's just opened this door. I go smack into the door. I go flying into the street. So I've made twelve dollars. I'm sorry, mum. I got hit by a car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, or I hit a car. 
Uh, there's me lying on the road. I was like, this is life. <laughs> this, is down. Li- this is living. Yeah, that was a pretty, uh, that was a rock me bottom moment. <laughs> but the thing, the thing that's got you through mostly um, is that your missus has kept working as well, yeah? Yeah, so my partner, Elise, she works in the uh, education sector. So she helps with student visas and helps find people education and stuff like that. She does something like that. Anyway, she's she's <laughs> she managed... Yeah, she does a thing. Uh, but she's managed to keep working. So, yeah, we've had to... Uh, Elisa's very much became the breadwinner and then I'm trying to pick up work wherever I can which can get very disheartening at times because you're like where's my next income going to come from but the whole way we got onto this subject and the whole reason I'm drinking zero percent beer sorry boys is because yeah I'm doing a medical screening tomorrow so I'm going into hospital tomorrow where they're going to take uh, ECGs you know, my heart rate and all that blood pressure my blood's um, basically, this is the step before I go on to a clinical trial, uh, which I never really noticed back in the UK, but they seem to be a thing over here. Um, and there's various companies and they're, they're doing ones for coronavirus at the minute and they're doing ones for loads of other things. And um, yeah, you go in and they'll take all your bloods and all your readings and then they'll get back to you a few days later and they'll tell you which they'll give you a range of studies and you choose which one you want to go for but the payouts are ridiculous on some of them you could do um you could do like three nights stay or you could do a a week stay or a you know one i i actually was applying to one before this and i failed and it was actually a month stay so 33 days um and that was helping, it was called the Tremor study, and it was helping people with like Parkinson's and shaking diseases. And they were going to test medication on me. But the payout to that was $10,000. Which is crazy. Crazy great for money. you. Yeah, Life-changing, essentially. Yeah, that would financially solve all my worries, which I'm having at the minute. And I'm sure many other people are stressed at where their next paycheck or income is going to come from. So if uh, anyone out there is listening to this and they're feeling really poor, and they're in Australia, and they don't mind being injected with things, and they want to make a little bit of money. Yeah. This week we are sponsored by uh, yeah. Clinical Trials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is is crazy because I'm basically I'm a, a clinical prostitute. I'm selling my body. Um, it is oh, literally uh, you you you'd lie to yourself and you're like I'm helping people, but you're really doing it for the money. Yeah, it's uh, good money. It's it unbelievable money. money. The one, the one I'm doing at the minute is um, so I failed this one. So education time, I actually failed because of my GFR, um, which is someone said to me, "Is like your girlfriend rating?" And I was like, "No," because I'd be pretty low. Um, but <laughs> don't say yeah, that too loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's listening. Uh, GFR is actually uh, the measurement of how um, there's probably scientific people out there who will disagree with me or. I haven't said it right. But your GFR is basically the rate your kidneys filter your blood. So uh, mine needed to be 90 for the study. Uh, it came through as 84 on the first test. And then they said, oh, we'll retest you uh, like a week later. So they retested me, and that was actually yesterday. And I got 87. 
which was an absolute kick. Well, why, why didn't you just tell your kidneys to filter your blood? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on, just give myself a little knock. But yeah, yeah didn't you a get real... a boost juice just to? Yeah, oh man, I drank water. Yeah, probably none of this makes any difference. I drank so much water. I got like uh, a detox juice. You know, when you go in and they got the menu there and they have all these fancy names, I was like, detox, please. That'll fix uh, all my problems. That, that will get me ten grand. It didn't, no, did it? <laughs> it just cost you ten bucks. Yeah, it cost me 10 bucks and i didn't get 10 grand as a result oh. so yeah no um i'll finish on that note but yeah you you should you know if you want to go down that road it's it's very good money but obviously you are fundamentally i don't recommend it to everyone you are putting your body on the line and you, they're, they're really good the companies they give you all the information and they tell you what the drug's been through before it gets to you um some of it's pretty eye-opening um, but and I won't really go into depth so that's for you to if you really want to go into it you know speak to the companies and they give you all the information um, but yeah it's, it's, it's a good quick way of getting money so yeah there you go um, and I'll go into other relief options a bit later but yeah that's kind of my story of how I'm surviving yeah it's um, obviously like I'd, I'd, I'd knew you from essentially we worked together all the time and we were you know out DJing or whatever and yeah you went from being this mega busy guy to just having nothing whatsoever in yeah. the space yeah. of like literally a week and you know which messes with my head like I need to be busy all the time you know yeah. absolutely Absolutely. And I, I, you know, I'd be sitting with Yasmin um, for people who don't know who Yasmin is, and I keep referring to her. It's the person that weirdly agreed to marry me. Um, <laughs> um, and we'd be sitting there going, oh, "I hope Dave's all right." You know, uh, oh, that's nice, bro. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, thank sorry. you. Um, never let him know. Never, never, never yeah, let yeah, him yeah. know. <laughs> I'm also what, curious of what times you say this. Like you're just sitting together. Or... Just it's just mostly when uh, you know Yasmin's paying attention to me. I'm looking at pictures of Zac Efron, feeling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Isaac, um, how's things going for you? Yep. So I'm I'm fortunate enough. The the federal Australian government. Uh, allowed us Australian citizens, uh, Australian permanent residents, New Zealand residents, um, all to get government subsidy. So it was $750 per week or $1,500 a fortnight. If uh, the company had lost 30% of their monthly turnover. So I work in the tourism industry, which has obviously been destroyed. And because our revenue, uh, decreased quite a lot we were given a subsidy per australian citizen or permanent resident or kiwi uh citizen uh that amount of money the issue with that uh which dave could kind of touch on and, and you might delve on more is that obviously working in tourism say we have 15 people working for us about three of us are australian right and and there was no Nothing given to us at all, or no, no support or no uh, direction really on how we can keep them in their work. Um, but I was fortunate enough to be put onto this uh, subsidy called JobKeeper, and its main aim was to keep people in jobs. <laughs> keep it the name. Um, they they also have something. They've also got something called uh, Job Seeker, which is similar, which used tell, to be a lot less. Ask for what is that for? <laughs> That's for people seeking jobs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Main I know, right? <laughs> um, and that's that's uh, not as much money, obviously, but it wa- it was increased based off of um, what it was prior to COVID. Um, but I, I was in a, a situation where I had obviously my, my normal full-time salary job. Um, I had some uh, independent kind of entrepreneurial gigs across the pond. So I run a, a monthly bar crawl. Um, I host some events every now and then, um, and I sublet my second bedroom of my apartment. So my, my main source of income was fine. It was reduced by uh, 20%. Um, so instead of five days a week, I went down to four days a week. Um, but it was still fine for me, but then I lost, um, my alternate income, which were again, like I'm, I'm fine with the, the, um, what I was still getting. Uh, but it was my housemate was far more affected than me because she was Canadian. So she had to, to move out um, basically at the start of COVID and uh, no one wants to move into an apartment when everyone gets stripped of their jobs, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so I was paying for a two bedroom apartment when I should have been paying for a one bedroom apartment, essentially splitting the rent. Um, and it wasn't until... And, and I, might, I might add in here that the, the, the rental prices in, in Melbourne are sky high. They are so high. Yeah. It's like um, living in London. Someone's, I've never lived in London, but someone has <laughs> compared me. told me it's like living in London. Yeah, everything, everything's... Another weird thing about it in the whole of Australia, I imagine this is the case, that they do it per week. So you rent per week, mm. um, which to me is in, insane. Why would you not just go pays this much every month? Mm. But there is a reason for it, and it's so that they can advertise it for a certain price. Cheaper. But they, but they <laughs> Cheaper. actually... Yeah, yeah, but they, Looks at the end of the month, you actually end up paying more. They do this yeah. whole thing where you, they take the, say it's $500 a week, so you take the $500 a week and you'd go, cool, there's four weeks in a month, so let's just times it by four, it's $2,000. No, it's, not, it's $500 yeah. times by 52 weeks divided by 12, because that's how many months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you end up with, and it's like $2,200 you pay. And yeah, so that's why things are kind of hard to pay for a two-bedroom apartment when you should only be paying for a one. I may interject on yours. Yeah, absolutely. I don't even mention it as well. Is the reason, like, um, for those who listen, the reason people like uh, the Canadian that was living with Isaac lost their job and couldn't be kept on is because, obviously, maybe you said it earlier, but JobKeepers does not apply to anyone on a temporary visa in Australia. So if you're on a working holiday visa, um, you're on a student visa or any other sort of temporary visa, uh, they weren't offering you any help, which it depends how you look at it. Um, Some people have been here on temporary visas for um, quite a long time, like two years, a year, maybe three years. We know some people on four years. And... Yeah, they, you pay the same amount of tax and all that. So this, I don't want to get too political, but they were basically have paid quite a lot of money. And when it came to crunch time and the pay and bringing a lot of money to the country, when it came to crunch time, they they were pretty much told to go home. Yeah. Which I get, I get that in a time of crisis, Australia needs to look after Australians and do. But then also you need to look at, well, a lot of these people are contributing a lot of money just the same as an Australian. Um, I get it if they've been here two months and then they're like, oh, I need help. So we've only been here two months, you yeah. know what I mean? 
But yeah, so this is why people like me and the Canadian, whatever, and, and Yasmin, Yasmin, as, Yasmin well. as well. Yeah, um, I was actually been hit hard. I was um, actually looking there. Um, I had brought up with you guys before this, um, before tonight's recording, and I had full intentions of doing more research on it, but I fell asleep before tonight's recording. Um, <laughs> of the way that the UK dealt with people and the U- uh, from Australia during coronavirus, and do not take this as gospel, but I've had friends that were Australian that went to the UK that got stuck in the UK when all this happened, and they did get help. I know for a fact that they got help because I asked, how are you surviving over there if you can't work? Uh, a guy, Jordan Barlin, shout out to Jordan Barlin, hope you're doing well. He's currently doing um, a walk. Joba, woo! <laughs> He's doing a walk from uh, Land's End uh, up to John O'Groat, so 400 odd miles. He's wa- walking the length of the UK at the moment. That's Fun fact. so long. Fun fact, I did a charity event in secondary school, which was the equivalent distance, uh, but on like a, you know, an exercise bike, and that lasted two minutes. <laughs> I think he's doing really well. So you didn't do the thing. So I didn't really do it, but I tried. I think he's now made it into Scotland. He's doing he's doing really well. But he did get support from the UK government um because that's the nice thing to do, isn't it? If someone's <laughs> if someone's paying taxes in your country and has been doing it for a while, then if something like this comes along, you might as well help them out, you know? But I think uh, I think New Zealand did the same as well. Just shout out to Jacinda, the like greatest, Jacinda, I don't. Uh, the greatest world leader in the world. Because she used to be world. a DJ. No way. Did yeah, she man. actually? Jacinda yeah, was a D- DJ. Just yeah. <laughs> since, yeah. We should make um, DJs world leaders. What a world that would be. Yeah. She, just no. I, I've, this is this. Is, you might not agree with me here, but just make women world leaders. It seems like every woman that was a world leader during yeah, and Germany, Germany, everything absolutely nailed it. Right. Cool. So just uh, to, just to touch on the aid thing though, I because I was having this discussion. I like to play devil's advocate. All right. Okay. okay. So I it's, know it's, you it, do. It's great <laughs> if we all like circle jerk each other and say, "I want money, please." Right. Yeah. And I, I don't disagree. I do think money, more money should have potentially been brought around to different people, especially you touched on it, Dave, uh, people that are here in between temporary visas and permanent visas. So yeah, for so those that don't know, well, not, no, not so much that. So for those that don't know, um, you can be uh, sponsored in Australia. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. you can work for a company and then you're, say you're on a working holiday visa uh, you've done your first year, then we do a weird farm work thing, and then you get your second year, whatever. You're at the end of your second year, and this this employer goes, hey, you're really good. We want you to stay longer, which which was something that was about to happen to Dave, which Dave can explain mm. in a bit. But like, you, you can be on the path to staying here potentially indefinitely, or you could already have signed the paperwork. You can already be in that position, which um, a good friend of mine, our chef, Jens, he was sponsored. He was sponsored for, for my company. Uh, my company, <laughs> uh, he was sponsored for the hostel that I uh, was helping manage and, and he wasn't given any support, even though he is on the pathway to becoming a permanent resident. So at the end of your sponsorship, if it's the right length, you can then apply for permanent residency, which then you can apply for citizenship later on, gathered the certain criteria and all that kind of stuff. But he, he was on the way there. He wasn't just a backpacker that was working at your cafe. And I think that's the big thing when I and hear from a lot of people, it's yeah. like, where was our help? And I think it's different if you are a 20-year-old backpacker that, was, that got stuck here and didn't get home when you were told to. And yeah. when you were 
building a life. And that's what you kind of yeah. touched on. And, and I think there could have been a bit more leeway on that building a life here kind so of thing. That was a big deal with, with Yasmin. So Yasmin, um, we came over here. I was lucky enough to already have permanent residency because my mum had lived here for 10 years. So I instantly went on to hers because of that. I can then, after a year, apply for Yasmin to come onto my permanent residency. And that's what we had done. It cost us, I think, $8,000 or something like that to do that. So it costs? So it's so eight, eight expensive. Grand, eight grand. Um, and you have to take so many photos. All of the photos and all yeah. of the proof. The thing is, Yasmin and I never take photos together. It's such a weird occasion, right? Luckily, we'd get... Married. I didn't even know who she was when I first met her. I was like, Luckily, who's this girl following you around? <laughs> Luckily, we got engaged, like, literally just before we came out. And, you know, we've been, we've been together for, like, five years. But... Um, so we had to get all, we had to, we had like uh, birthday cards and things and like congratulations cards that we had to keep so that we can prove that we were together. Yeah, it's crazy. So, it's so it's ridiculous. Crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. And like text, we had to send text messages, like screenshots of text messages we sent to each other. It's a whole thing. Which but, is crazy because that's like invasion of your private life, but you're like, yeah, but if I want to stay here. Yeah, yeah, if you want to do that, then you know, yeah. that's, that's what we've got to do and that's what we've done. But um she was not entitled to anything so we paid eight grand for this visa she's in this weird bridging visa it's called it's like a subclass something visa and she has got full work that was a great description Uh, she knows what it is i don't um as she's got full working rights she can do whatever she wants she can work for as many hours as she wants she had been she'd been working you know 45 50 hour weeks um in her job and yeah, it came came to this and they turned around and went, yeah, there's going to be no help for anyone uh, that's yeah. on any bridging visa. And as you said, Scott Morrison, I think literally did say, yeah, time did. to go home. Like, you, yeah. you guys need to leave. Which he got a lot of backlash for. <laughs> Devil's Advocate again. Uh, he said it right at the start. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like, it was not like, hey, halfway through, oh, we're still not, or well, we're not going to support yeah, you. Yeah. It was like straight away, go home because we can't promise you anything. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, going looping back to something we said earlier about rent, um, the Australian government were actually really good when it came to this. And yeah, this, absolutely. Listen, listen, no one's allowed to be trucked out of their house. Also, if you can reach an agreement with your landlord, mm. we'll give you uh, $2,000, which they've now increased to $3,000. Um, fun, fun fact, my landlord uh, told, I asked for a reduction down to $300 a week. I was on a phone call with her. Luckily, I had someone sitting beside me when I was doing this phone call and work. She went, yeah, we can take it down to 300. I went, cool. Do me a favor, put that in writing so I can apply for that $2,000 grant and you can get an extra two grand. She was like, yeah, yeah, I'll put it in writing. Sends me an email 10 minutes later with $400 a week. And I went, we literally just had a phone call together. (laughs) What are you doing? She realized she messed up. So I've been, so she says, no, 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 we agreed 400. And luckily the woman I was working with, she went, no, you did say 300. I heard it on the phone. She has yeah, not, you said it. She has not agreed to it still, and I've got a mediation meeting on Friday about this. Um, to the really? point, make it all the yeah, way to the top. Honestly, wow. to the point where um, Consumer Affairs, the woman who um, is in Consumer Affairs, goes, "I have never found it more difficult to get hold of a landlord than all the time I've worked here, and I don't know why really? they're making it this hard for you because they have to agree to that amount before I can." 
which it's now three thousand dollars the thing they have to agree to that amount so i can give them the three grand i'm just like agree to the money and, and then you get the more th- money yes what yeah. are you not getting about this <laughs> so yeah that's that's but that is a good thing that the australian government done for people that were struggling and yeah you know everyone everyone still is it's, it's it's not an easy time for anyone at the moment um yasmin has been very very lucky within the last couple of days and um, she's been working alongside you isaac um and you know can, can we can we just say what she what? saw today you would, yeah. i mean only you can, Sorry. Man, this, is, this is incredible so I, I'm, 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 this, I'm gonna give this part of the recording i am in the video part of it, i will flash up the photo of it <laughs> so so for a quick summary uh brief very summary we had two hostels in in St Kilda, uh, which is the suburb that we live. Uh, we decided to merge both of them. The next week, coronavirus happened, so we had an active <laughs> case of COVID. So merging was the dumbest idea ever. But anyways, that happened, uh, and then everyone had to go into quarantine. We ended up going to hotel quarantine, closed the whole hostel. We're in level four. There's no point reopening. So we were deep cleaning it and doing some renovations. When Thursday afternoon at 4:30 p.m., we get a phone call saying, "Hey." On Monday, can you house 21 um, <laughs> at-needs uh, individuals who have carers? That was, the, that was the most delicate way of putting that. That was beautiful. Uh, that was, yeah. I watched yeah, so, it dance around that. I was like, yeah. that was a genius. Uh, there's some interesting characters, I'll just say that. <laughs> but um, So this is Thursday afternoon, and we have to, by Monday, clear out all of these dorm rooms, put in TV reception, like just the like basically like an episode of the block or what's a, a UK version of a show? Um, that, um, changing rooms, but yeah. <laughs> changing rooms done like a hot, like a giant changing rooms. Right. Uh, and then we all came in. Yasmin joined as well, just deep cleaning and transforming this hostel. So now we've got 21 um, at risk uh, individuals, elderly individuals living in the hostel and this morning I started at 8am for my first shift with the guests. Today's Tuesday, by the way. Uh, and at 9.02am, I'm out the front cleaning a burrito sized piece of shit <laughs> off of the sidewalk <laughs> with gloves and a black rubbish bag that stank. And it was so big. It had to use two hands. Oh my God. <laughs> and Yasmin just has just... For just showed up to work because she starts at nine. She's just seen me. She takes a nice little photo of me. I'm just like smiling with my face mask. Not great. Not great starting. Yeah, Yasmin, Yasmin is used to my shits, right? And she said, not only she comes in and looks at them, but she said, JJ, this was hands down the biggest shit. Not just <laughs> not just from a human that I've seen, but I have ever seen. Like <laughs> she described it as a baguette. <laughs> It's like it's it's, impre- it's it's disgustingly impressive. It was it's, yeah. that someone's producer. Um that is I feel like everyone's had a moment at one point or another during this um pandemic where you know, everyone's fallen on hard times and we hope everyone gets through it as quick as possible. But there's one moment in this pandemic. Uh, for me, it was getting hit by a car. Um, Isaac, I'm sure it's you picking up a baguette-sized <laughs> shit. shit. Uh, where you realise this is this is what my life's became. <laughs> stage stage four. This is we're all in this together. And when you see Australia, I don't know about other countries, but Australia's um, slogan for it is like "We're all in this together." Just as you're picking up the shit that's playing. <laughs> I oh, I'm just gonna say 
I haven't found this time bad. I've not, I've actually settled into it. It's not bothered me. Um, smooth segue here, but I've actually managed to keep my job throughout all of this. And I actually got a promotion through it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so Just rubbing in everyone's yeah. face yeah. is working you, JJ. <laughs> I, I have had, well, not only, right, so let me, let me rephrase that. So when it started, I had a job. Four, four days into it, um, my, I got a phone call from my boss at the time going, would you like a promotion? Um, and I can honestly, it's, uh, I don't know if I can go, I can't really go into that because of, yeah, I can. Yeah. So I can honestly, I think he done it because he couldn't be bothered dealing with all the questions from everyone else in the team. So usually when there's something going wrong, they'll go to him or they'll go to me, right? And he couldn't be bothered with it anymore because they only they could only phone him. They weren't there in person. So I reckon he just went, I can't be bothered with that anymore. And went, JJ, you're going promoted. <laughs> so I went, I'm, I'm not kidding here. This is what happened. I went from literally being the admin, the guy that was, JJ, can you go and get that printed? Yeah, I'll go do that. To being the boss of everyone. <laughs> like literally being in charge of them. And they were like, like, there was people that were like, print hey, your own goddamn <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Go get your own stuff now. So yeah, I became, I became the, in charge of them. Like people reported to me, and I was like, I have no idea what has went on here. Um, so I got promoted, and then I got a phone call from someone that used to work with me, and she just went, "Listen, uh, I know you're not enjoying it very much where you currently are because there was a bit of trouble in the team and things like that. Would you like to come and work with me?" And I was like. Yeah, yeah, I would. <laughs> I'll do that. Like do that. Um, because I really enjoy this girl, uh, Millie, her name is. She's fantastic. Um, and I, got, I ended up getting paid, I got an extra 40 grand on top of my wage. They just went, here's another job with 40 grand more. And I went, COVID? 40 grand more. 40 That's grand ridiculous. more. And I just went, COVID's great, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're telling, wait, you're telling me. I can get out my bed at 8.59 a.m. and sit down in my own house where I might say my lovely fiance every morning would come in with a delightfully prepared breakfast, lunch, <laughs> and anything I wanted. She just came in like every hour and went, do you need anything else? Fruit rubs were out of the question. I wasn't getting that. But any food I wanted, it was great. And you're telling me you're going to pay me $40,000 more to sit here and... And do that. Absolutely, I'll do that. COVID <laughs> is amazing. And I like, we have the girl Millie that offered me that job and got me that extra money has no idea how much she saved myself and Yasmin. We couldn't have survived on the money I was getting yeah. before. Yeah. And I tell her that on a regular basis. In fact, hopefully by the time that this comes out and if she ever listens to it, she'll have received a gift in the mail because we're going to get her something nice because she's literally changed our lives. Yeah, I can imagine. To, to make it so that we, we can function, you know, if what if I've only got a job. And that's the thing. That's what I wanted to get back to. Yasmin, now Yasmin was someone who, like she's had a, a couple of different like bar jobs since she moved here. One of the jobs she was literally working, like, like after she got like her, her visa and all that, she was like doing her like um, as many hours as she could possibly do, kind of thing. Um, and then, and the, the job that she's in now, she's working like fifty odd hours a week, and she was constantly going at it. Now, 
um, that just absolutely dried up, and she was she had nothing. She couldn't do anything. She wasn't she wasn't allowed any money from the government. Or saying or she not allowed. That's not the word. She wasn't eligible for. Um, any money from the government, which we spoke about already, if it's someone who's going through a visa process. Um, it's not only that, it's people that were also like seeking asylum in Australia. They weren't allowed any money. They were literally locked up in detention. They were technically on the same bridging visa as Yasmin. Um, and I don't know how those people survived either. Um, so, yeah, she was applying for, I'd say, over 150 jobs a week. Easily, 150 jobs Jesus. a week. Um, I would I would sit with her and see her phone as the emails were coming in, just going, sorry, 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 sorry. And I'm looking at it from an Australian's perspective. And of course, they're going to go for, for people that are from the country. Like, yeah. first of all, they're going to go, I need to make sure that, you know, I'm, the people that are from here are okay. Um, and that's what was happening to her. I, I think if you were to look at her emails, she'd apply for well over a thousand different jobs during this time. Um, not one, not one get back to her. Not one. And it's, it's not and well. it's not like Yasmin isn't willing to work. She was <clears> applying <throat> for literally cleaning toilets. I mean, like that's what she was saying about starting that job with you, Isaac. She said to to Alex, your guys' manager, like, if you want me to come in and scr- scrub toilets every day, that's what I'll do. I'm just happy to be yeah. here. When yeah, had- I mean sorry. Yeah, no, only good. No, I mean, it does what you're saying there is it does make you realize like how fortunate you were before all this hit. Mm. And like, I am just grateful to work now. And like, there'll be those days, and everyone gets those days where you're going into work, you're like, I can't be bothered with work today. But now it's more a sense of like, I will go and do any job and getting on Uber Uber Eats and doing and doing cycling there. Like it's not the most enjoyable job, but you have to do it and you have to lose this job snob attitude because you have to do anything to survive. And like you said, the Millie, um, I had a legend, a shout out to Glenn Strickland um, and the boys over at JV as well because they well, mainly Glenn has kept me in consistent work every week. And, like, I'm not the most qualified tradesperson. Like, I know the basics, but I'm not nothing amazing. But I'd turn up every day to work and just be very grateful to work. And Glenn was like, that's why I give you work, because you don't know everything, but you're willing to learn and you're willing mm-hmm. to... And, and that it's that sort of attitude that keeps you in a job. And... What I found as well, which I'm okay with the mental health, but these are tough times and they can really affect someone's mental health, especially if you're like, where's my next paycheck going to come from? How am I going to pay this bill at the end of the month? And at the beginning of this pandemic, there wasn't really any support. And now the Australian government are starting to pick up the pace and start offering a bit more with rent and stuff like that. which I will talk about at the end, but if you are a student uh, in Australia and you're unaware, but there are, uh, the Australian government now is doing student relief funds as well, which um, I think is about $1,000. So I'll talk about that at the end, about how if you want to you wanna apply for that and check if you're eligible, uh, the Australian yeah, government. That's actually, yeah, that. I'd quite like to know about that because Yasmin's about to start studying to become a security guard. So I wonder if she'd count as being a student. I think 
I think you have to, one of the criteria is you have to have been on a student visa before March 2020. It's something to do with March 2020. Uh, most most of the times it yeah, is, yeah. They explain it better than me because they're the ones giving out the money. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm not giving the money the Australian government. How, how, just uh, tangent, tangent here, Dave, but how is your non-alcoholic beer? Do you know what? It's actually... Um, Shout out to Heineken, you've made it taste like a real beer. Well done. Super. That's great. It's That's like a great. real beer without the, the good bit. I, I, feel, I feel dirty drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently, I'm, so um, I, I may have mentioned it last week, but I'm currently having to lose weight uh, because my doctor called me obese. Um, That's uh, what you want to hear, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, had to, I had to go for a whole load of tests this week for various issues with my stomach. And they said, listen, you need to, you don't need to stop drinking. You just need to cut down on another note, went in for an ultrasound on my my organs because that's what you look for. And the my, the the guy doing the ultrasound went, "Do you drink?" And I went, yeah. <laughs> "I'm Scottish. What do you expect?" <laughs> on occasion, I double, I double. I've been known to. Uh, and he went, oh, "Your your liver's very very healthy, like very healthy." And I went. It's been abused since the age of like 15, so I don't know why, why that's the case. It it's be. become resilient. Yeah. It's grown armor. Yeah, but he said it looked like I didn't drink, and I was like, well, there we go. That is fascinating. And uh, my kidneys are healthy, and that's the whole thing. Anyway, so I've got to lose weight, and I'm only I'm giving myself one beer a week, and the one beer a week is during the podcast. So this is a great relief for me. One beer a week? <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm doing. I'm getting, that's, that's admirable. I'm down. I've done um, a weekend. I've lost 1.2 kilos. So if I keep going, um, you know, I'll get down to my target weight, which is about 87-ish kilos. I'm currently at 96. You're, so, you're, you're touching on something which I kind of think is very important in this lockdown. And it is very, um, it's about setting goals and, and, and it's very easy to sit there and I'm a bit guilty of it and go, why is this happening to me? But it's happening to everyone. Yeah, yeah. But it is very important to set goals and uh, to, you know, now's the best time to learn something you haven't, you've always put off. Yeah, and, new skills and personal and, development. And boys, for us, it's this it's this podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've, we love drinking beer, chatting shit, and we... You know, Isaac, you've got this audio background. You're a very charismatic guy. Um, and so are you, JJ. And it was like, well, why don't we... <laughs> I mean, JJ's the one that produces music. I just have a microphone. Yeah. And then thanks, thanks Dave. Thanks for fluffing me before. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and then there's me. Um, but yeah, we... Yeah, you we don't thought, even have a microphone. I know, which, by the way, guys, sorry for the audio quality, but I have got a microphone. I've been, I've been, can, we wait, can we just make this an ongoing joke? Could Dave just never get a better <laughs> mic or a better camera? And every week he's like, next week, next week, next I promise week. I have the microphone. Promise, Two I years promise. later, he's like, I still don't have it. Maybe, maybe this week's sponsored by Road Microphones. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll send me one. It wrote, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I need a microphone for my podcast. So um, <laughs> if you can send me one, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, no, we've out of this lockdown has came this podcast and yeah, it keeps me busy. It's something to look forward to. And, and that's um, it. you do need something to look forward to for, for, yeah. for Yasmin and myself, when it started, we're not doing it now because we're, 
we got into the, the swing of things a little bit, but what, what we done is on a Sunday night, we would write down five things that we wanted to do in the next week. You know, for me, it was, I want to cycle around Albert Park twice. I want to at least go three different walks or blah, blah, blah. And that was it. We had to cross off our targets for the week. That's and good. It, and it I gave like that. To do. And yeah, I think just the more we get used to the fact that we, because let's admit it, we all got in a routine, especially with you're not allowed to be out after eight o'clock. You ended up in this routine where you knew that was the end of your day, technically. And we were just like in this cycle. And luckily now, you know, Yasmin's got work and stuff. So we've changed it up a little bit. But did you find yourself getting a routine with, with Elise? Uh, I mean, she's pretty uh, regimented. So she'd be up um, and she starts work at nine or something. So she gets up at like 8.59, real organised love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to if her boss is listening, she doesn't actually do that. Um, <laughs> she gets up later. Uh, <laughs> no, but, you know, she's real regimented. We found our man drinking. Drinking went through the roof first lockdown because obviously uh, for those who are listening outside of Australia, thank you as well. But we've obviously you might know we've been in two lockdowns or experiencing. I, I would go. Th- I would go three. I'd say we were in three different lockdowns. I think we went first lockdown, then we went into lockdown again when it was stage three, and then we got lockdown stage four, which was yeah. a different beast. So the first one, I was like real positive. I was like, oh. that's when Tiger. That was the that was the, the Tiger time King. of Tiger King. That yeah. was every everyone in the world was doing lockdown together. There was like all these memes. It didn't matter what news article you were reading. It was someone in the same position, and it was like we were a community all doing lockdown together. Yeah, it really was. By the it, way, it was, it, was, it was fun. Tiger King 2. No way. I mean Tiger King currently, 2. Currently in the works. How are they what doing do you mean? that? What, him in prison? Or, or I don't know what's going basket. on, but it's, it's currently getting made. Oh. So. I, think, I think we should try and get Carol Baskin live on the show. Oh my God. Tiger King 2 in a year's time. Tiger King 2, more tigers. That's all I wanted to be called. That's it. <laughs> Tiger King was unreal, man. Revenge of like, the King. <laughs> People were like, oh, you need to watch Tiger King. I'm like, I'm never going to watch that shit. Oh, I'm yeah. never going to watch it. And then I watched like two episodes. I was like, oh, I've got nothing better to do. You crack open a bottle of wine. Come on, let's just go watch what this Tiger thing's all about. I was hooked. It was yeah. a bottle of wine every night and listening to Joe Exotic. At least financially never going to recover from anything. It was great. I, I was tempted. And never financially I, was, recover from I know, yeah. I was tempted to download one of his songs at one point. It oh, got that bad. That. That quite obviously weren't him singing. Everyone knows that, yeah. Like that what wasn't him. Was it not? It was, no, it wasn't him singing. I thought it was just auto tuned as fuck. No, none of them were him singing. No, oh, hang on, that. this no. rings a bell. Actually, D- yeah, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He just, yeah. Someone else sang them. He mimed it. Um, yeah, you've, you've ruined Christmas, Jay. Yeah. You've ruined <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> but, but I wanted the album. <laughs> does yeah. that not make him better? <laughs> He's been so. It was believable. Um, little obnoxious as to go yeah fuck it it's me man but I get it (laughs) it's fantastic I mean it's not like he wasn't his biggest fan oh yeah he was man there was pictures of him on his own wall I wish I wish I had his self-confidence at times I have a picture of me on my own wall (laughs) yes you do ladies and gentlemen those who I've seen this for those who are listening he does have a picture of himself I don't know where it is at the moment but do you want to tell it recently moved do you want to tell it or am I going oh, to tell it's, it? It's not relevant. It's not. We don't okay, I'll tell it then. <laughs> uh, it 
is. So picture this, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Wolf of Wall Street cover. So you got Leonardo DiCaprio there in the office, and the whole office is going crazy behind him. Um, it is as if Gatios's young face, uh, much like Andy Samberg's uh, face, <laughs> imposed on Leonardo DiCaprio. And it's called the, is it the Wolf of St. Kilda or the Wolf no, of the Melbourne? Wolf of Melbourne. The Wolf, Wolf of Melbourne. Melbourne. That's not, that's the funny part. The most disturbing part about it is every person in the background's face has been superimposed with a different version of Isaac through the years. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> it's actually disturbing. I, to to I, I didn't make it myself though. It was made for me for my 21st birthday. Yeah, because I, what better present for me than bullshit. me? Yeah, true. <laughs> I would like to give a, a weird shout out just now to someone that I, Isaac and I both know, uh, Jack Whitfield, who reached out to me and said, are you are you doing a podcast with, with Isaac? And I went, yeah, how, how do you know? He went, oh, I met him in uh, Budapest. It was, a, it was a whole thing. <laughs> and yeah, like this guy that I know from having a, I used to DJ at a trampoline park. Not a shout out to Airspace because you were mean. Um <laughs> But yeah, here's to here's to do like wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You used to DJ at a trampoline park. Not only at a trampoline park, I also DJed at something for all those uh, Glasgow listeners, which is where I'm from, and hopefully there's people listening. Um, <laughs> um I used to DJ at something called the Aqua Disco, which is a disco for people under the age of 14 at a swimming right. pool. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The what Aqua did Disco you play? getting wet, getting a bit of slips. <laughs> It was a very odd situation because I was kind of not to DJ. Well, not new, but it was like, like uh, I was, I was uh, during. You know when like EDM was big and it was like Showtech and and things yeah, like that, and, yeah, yeah. and you're just trying to play songs that didn't swear, but kids are coming up and asking you for like my neck, my back, and you're like, oh my See, god. See, I I feel like Glaswegians, so especially. No offense to Glaswegians, but even under fourteen Glaswegians are going to be up to some interesting things in those waters. I know what I if was up to un- those waters at that age. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> if an under fourteen Glaswegian asked me for a song request, do you know what? I wouldn't fucking disagree with them. <laughs> no, you fuck you. Uh, yeah, they they knock me out. They yeah. can have whatever they want. Glasgow kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's to Jack Whitfield uh, from the trampoline park. Yeah. Would, you, would you say that was your strangest gig you've ever had? The strangest gig them? I've ever had. Trampoline park. Um, there's been a few weird ones, man. I used to used to work for this guy. Shout <laughs> to Steve Lamash as well. He used to just book me for these weird. Did you? Here's a question. When you DJ, Dave, did you ever DJ for a hen party? Um, he wasn't allowed. Yeah, no, I wasn't <laughs> Alex was like, no, nah, no, nah, <laughs> not having a bar. Um, no, I've DJed for um, not a wedding. I've DJed for some just birthday parties. I find birthday parties. <laughs> so the answer is no. No, that's yeah, just a, a no to that. Yeah. So, oh, and I probably I'll get back to the the hen party thing in a minute. But I used to. Now that the police can't get me, I used to break into underground tunnels in Glasgow and just have part like parties in them. I broke into an underground tunnel underneath the hospital I was born in for my twenty first birthday, just for poetic justice. Um, That's a cool story. Yeah. Anyway, so um, (laughs) thanks, thanks for that commentary, Dave. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) Sky Sports Day with Dave. That was some football. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, the hen party. The aim of the game is to score goals. <laughs> One of them did more than the other. Good night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, me, and Michael Owen, that. Me, me and Michael Owen in a room together, that'll be some conversation. Oh. Um, but yeah, I did this hen party, and um, I remember I was. I was playing away and they had all these song requests and luckily I had them all but I remember the bride came up to me and she said um, can you can you do me a favour can you just turn it down a little bit and I was like yeah cool whatever yeah cool turns it down two, literally two minutes later can you just turn it down a little bit more yeah yeah I can do that <laughs> one minute later it literally comes out and goes actually can you just turn the music off so she just asked me to turn the music off she then got everyone to sit this is the most awkward and I hope this, this woman will hopefully never find this um, but she then got everyone together that was at the party happily dancing away drinking to stop go get a chair bring it into the middle so she could play a game of guess who it was and this is how the game played okay no so she was like, now everybody's written out a story of what they think about me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the story and I'm going to guess who it was. It went on for two and a half hours and everyone's just sitting there going. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone that's listening to this, my eyes are just wide open. And I, they, weren't allowed, they weren't allowed to go up to the bar. It was the weirdest thing I've ever been in. And uh, yeah, I just packed up and left. <laughs> it's like, cheers, mate. I'll take the money and go. See you later. And yeah, five hour gig, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I'll t- I'll take the money for that. It's smashing. Um, I re- I remember my first ever proper gig, and um, I was like proper new to DJing, and one of my mates had tried to take up um, promoting and all that, and we did it in a local bar called Vanilla Lounge, which anyone listening to back home, that was a real retro bar. Anyway, so I remember I'm nervous, and I practice this hour set over and over and over and over again, and I'm like shaking when I'm getting up to the decks. Anyway, every mix was, well, back then in my head, it was flawless, but it was probably absolutely shit. But I remember one of the songs I did the dreaded thing where uh, I just, instead of pressing play, I pressed pause or something like that. And my sister and all that was there. And the whole bar just Whoa, 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 let's go back a minute. Dave's got a sister. I have got a sister, yes. Older or younger? She's older. We're not going down this road. Don't do this. No, she's happily married. Yasmin, uh, I'm leaving. <laughs> so I press pause, the whole bar looks at me and my sister's just there in the bar and just goes, Way! <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what one of us played? would do to you. Yeah, it's just like, I just felt my soul die. Inside. Do you remember the first song that you ever played? Uh, well, the one, yeah, I actually do remember. Well, I remember the song I messed up on. It was... Um, it's burned into his memory. <laughs> I, I, can't, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> so you don't remember? You don't no, remember. I just don't want to sing it because I can't remember the name of the song. No, come on, sing it, sing it, go. Oh, uh, um, Teenage Crime it was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Da, na, 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 teenage, teenage Crime. crime. Adrian Lux. That's how it Adrian Locks, that's it. Yeah. That's an absolute that's dream, the, by the way, to be fair. That's the, that's the song I messed up on. I'd like to do uh, a whole episode one day on us and all our experiences working as like DJs and hosts and things like that. That would be absolutely fantastic. I think I, I could talk yeah, for hours, I like that. hours on that. I think we, could, we could do that soon. We've got some interesting stories on, because we've all worked together in the hospital industry and events and that. And, yeah. Yeah, we've got I don't some, remember half of it. <laughs> I mean, that bar crawl that you do, that gets pretty crazy. The bar, it's a, it's a, the bar crawl was the one that I ended up DJing for it in St. The, St. Kilda Fest, yeah? Uh, no, St Kilda Festival. We just 
we were. That was the St. Kilda Festival. Yeah, that oh, was St. Kilda that, Festival. That wasn't just Sunday, I think. That okay. wasn't a podcast. I'll go DJ for your podcast. For, for those listening who's not, and those who have been on it, yeah, they will agree. It's, it's pretty outrageous. Pretty. You've been on a bar crawler. Me? You used JJ, to run a bar yeah. crawl. He told us the oh, same yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've run many, many bar crawls. Um, yeah, so let's let's um, move on to our next section, guys. And let's move on to our uh, story of the week or a new story, something interesting. Can I, can I go first? Because it, it's, it's relating to the, the COVID stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah and lockdowns. So would you both say that you... Actually, no, JJ, you shut the fuck up. Dave, would you <laughs> say that you have lost money... <laughs> and work because are of we COVID. talking COVID or out of COVID because COVID right yes yeah <laughs> right so you, you can imagine especially level four like we said there's some like construction sites can only have five people on them and whatnot and all these different restrictions and, and stuff so as of yesterday it's been announced uh, that uh, the Andrews government is facing a multi-billion dollar class action lawsuit from why, whom why so from uh, large businesses, uh, higher companies, operators, people that have been put out of work um, due to the unnecessary restrictions. They, they uh, won't, I won't, I won't pass, like, how do, do they think that's going to go in a court? Apparently they're using the same lawyer that sued the Queensland government for not COVID related, but some other weird restriction or weird law change that put a lot of them out of work and they won. They beat what? Queensland. I hope and he gets covid <laughs> the lawyer, you have the lawyer. Now the lawyer's just doing his job. He's just been asked to represent some people, and they're doing it. Yeah, they're just um, trying to make back the money they lost. Well, yeah, and they also think it was unjust, and that um, I mean, you know, some people don't think it's real. So and here's, I don't here's want the to go thing. Into that. Here's how, here's how to measure it, right? How many people have died in Australia? I think at the moment we're sitting at five, six hundred. Yeah, something like that. That is a daily count. That's a low daily count in some countries. Yeah. Essentially what Big Daddy Dan has done, that's because uh, that's what I call him, Daddy Dan. Um, Before or after he fucks you. Both times. <laughs> <laughs> um, what he's done is he's prevented it from getting any further because we had a yeah. huge outbreak here, man. We were getting over a thousand cases, you know, a day. Yeah, and yeah it could have spiraled into chaos. Yeah. So what do, what do these companies want? Oh, I want money because this guy stopped everyone dying. No. <laughs> as you decided. can tell uh, JJ's uh, petition to be the defence as well <laughs> no <laughs> we think well you're wrong that's uh, <laughs> and that'll be the whole thing that, I oh. imagine you as a lawyer someone just says something that a case against you and you just like fuck off in this real broad Scottish accent just I will hear you hear you <laughs> shut it right do you know who my dad is because <laughs> I don't <laughs> just get a, get a 14 year old class Norwegian and the call. Wow. I want to hear Aqua Barbie Girl now. <laughs> this is a courtroom. Yeah. Sing it. Sing it. <laughs> I'm a Barbie Girl. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that would be a good courtroom. Man. <laughs> I'd like to be on jury service that day. That's <laughs> It's something um, I've never done. Have you ever done jury service? I've never done jury service. I'm uh, super keen. I reckon it'd be 
just a laugh. I love to pretend like I'm like a sociopath or something and just sit there and be like, do you think you can justly re- represent the, the people and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, he fucking killed him. It's like, whoa. <laughs> this is the guy we want with him. We got him. <laughs> I wanted to do jewelry service just because I wanted to get all the job I hated. Uh, that's mainly why I wanted to do it. Just so then it you left happen. and came to Australia. And I left and came to Australia anyway, yeah. So, so, how, so how do you think this, this Dan Andrews government being sued is going to go? Do you think they're just in doing it? Do you do you not? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> that's nah. the dumbest shit ever. But that's, like, that's up there with anti-maskers and all that. That's oh. my personal opinion. But, I, yeah. but to be fair, there's some big heads. Like it's not just, it's not like... Old Clint mate Palmer, that has head. the fish, fish and, like, yeah. But it's not just like a local fish and chip shop. Like, um, I don't know if you guys know the Carlton Club, which I used to frequent, yeah, like, for yeah. years in the city. Um, the owner of that's looking to to join. Um, uh, there's just a bunch of just random um, organizations that are in the talks of potentially because it's class action, financial. Right? Help. Anyone can join. They got financial help. All of the, like every company did. Okay, they might not have made as much as whatever, but everyone got paid. All their staff would have got paid if they were uh, eligible. That's if they got if they were down twenty eight percent and not thirty percent, then they get nothing. So you're mm. telling me the Carlton Club bar? I, I'm not. So I, I know. I know. I know. I I yeah. think it's dumb as well. But I'm just saying, not everyone would have potentially gotten gotten the help. But yeah, so that's the thing. Fucking class action suit against the government. This is like some house of cards, fucking billions TV show kind of shit. Yeah. That's crazy. I am um, absolutely crazy. Go, go back to your, your anti-maskers, anti-vaxxers kind of people, Dave. Yeah. There's this girl that I <laughs> that I I DJ'd with. Uh, she's a younger girl and um, I only ever like spoke to her. And, uh, like uh, we had like a Christmas function for all the guys that DJ'd at this one one night in the city. I won't mention it. Um, but I met her there and we're talking away, blah, blah, blah. And I hear her later on talking about, yeah, you know, I just like to sit down and meditate and, you know, look inside my chakras and I can like see you through my third eye and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, if you try hard enough, you can make yourself levitate and shit like this, right? <laughs> so she then posts on Facebook uh, two days ago being like, here are all the reasons you shouldn't get the COVID vaccine. You know, people like Bill Gates, who's a transhumanist and wants everyone to become robots, doesn't want you to have this so he can microchip you and blah, blah, blah. And you should also not do this because it will deplete your aura. And I'm like, what you're doing is spreading you. So here, here's my situation here, Dave, right? I come into you one day, right? Off the, off the street, you know, hey, JJ, how you doing? I'm like, mate, I've been just sitting, looking at myself in the mirror and I've been able to see myself in the past because I can look through <laughs> You would turn to me and you would instantly go, we need to get my doctor. Something's happened. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he's taken, but something's went very wrong here. And Way too much DMT. Way too yeah. much DMT. And and that's, at that point, I would go, that's possibly, a, a, you know, you can have your beliefs and all that, that you think you can see this, but see when you try and, and tell people to not get vaccinated for uh, a disease which is legitimately killing people, then you become more of a health concern to me. Yeah. So I, I, I just, I, I, w- w- can someone explain that to me? Where did, <laughs> where do you go from being a, a girl meditating that can walk through mirrors or whatever the fuck to I am now a qualified, um, you know, anti-vaxxer to tell you how things are happening well, at the age of nineteen? This is this is the thing in this pandemic. There's so many experts 
uh, for those who are listening, I'm doing that thing with my fingers, the quotation, <laughs> the quotation. Um, and it's it's really painful to watch. And it's also it's also dangerous. And look, I get it with the anti-vaxxers, like it's you know, it's it's your body great. You know, you choose to do what you want with your body, all for that. You don't want to have a vaccine, don't have it, but when it comes to a global pandemic, it's a bit you know, we need thousands of people are dying from it. Yeah. And you need, you know, okay, maybe don't have, I know this is my personal opinion, maybe don't have other vaccines. That's great. That's your choice, you know, um, which, but when it's, it comes it's to not, COVID, It's not like you definitely had them when you were a kid and you haven't died of the diseases yeah. that you from dying from, whatever. It's not like they absolutely fucking worked. Nah, it's cool, mate. You sit there and you eat your tofu and tell me how um, you know the third plane is working right now. Yeah, it's 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 kind of worrying, and 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 you don't know as well when when people are making these crazy allegations or crazy claims. Like there could be someone who's really receptible to that and yeah. start listening, and it just can cause a monument of of damage, which. Of course, yeah, we're, just, we're seeing things in our perspective, right? We're seeing, this is, uh, I, I'd like to just quickly get into something. I am a very left-wing kind of guy, right? I am very liberal, blah, blah, blah. But recently I've noticed that everything that I see on social media just echoes the things that I want to hear. And I'm like, this isn't good for me to like just see these things. I need to see the other side of what's going on. Mm-hmm. For example, the shooting that happened in America with that little 17-year-old guy who... You know, there's now a Christian organization that's raised $270,000 calling him a hero um, for shooting people, you know. Like, like I need to see things from that side. And I'm worried that these people who are anti-vaxxers and things like that are only seeing things in their little echo chamber yeah. and they're not seeing the other side. And I think a shout, probably- out, shout out to the mental health thing earlier said is like, I find watching the news can really fuck up your day because yeah. it is just so negative. So instead of listening to the news, listen to us. We're great. They're <laughs> <laughs> self-promoting. Our podcast today is sponsored by Mental Health. <laughs> also sponsored by us. We're sponsored yeah. by us. Watch yeah. us. Yeah. Sponsored by Isaac. Sponsored by Dave. Sponsored by JJ. Not sponsored uh, by the news. No. <laughs> we have declined. Murdoch Media. We'll tell you the news, how it's meant to be told, and it probably won't be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a lot like the real news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not wrong, not wrong. Right, Dave, let's see. What have you got this week? My, my article, sorry, I've been quite, I feel like I've been quite serious tonight. Uh, it's probably because I'm drinking 0% beer. Um, <laughs> my, um, my article's going to get a little bit sad, um, but my thing of the week is... Um, paying tribute and absolute shells help to uh, Chadwick Boseman, who, uh, yeah, unfortunately passed away this week. And those who don't know who Chadwick Boseman was, he was uh, most known for being playing the Black Panther in um, in the Marvel Universe. Um, why, why, yeah, we hear of celebrities dying of cancer and stuff like that. It's terrible. Why, why this one has hit me a bit more is, well, I'm a massive Marvel fan. Uh, I love the Marvel universe. But, sponsor. Yeah, sponsor. That'd be <laughs> we nice. spoke about this. <laughs> They're not sponsoring us, but we'd like them to one day. Um, but, yeah, he... 
this guy was going through, I was diagnosed with colon cancer and it came out, it was a big secret. This guy has gone through filming and acting. The dude even went to visit terminally ill or, or ill children or people in general and help them get through their battles with cancer. And the dude himself is fighting cancer, which is pretty fatal. You know, to hold hold all that down and keep it very private, not let the media get a hand on it. You know, he mar- he's married his wife before uh, before he died as well, just before he died. So she's yeah, it'd be pretty hard to do it after it, mate, to be yeah, Well, yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. <laughs> but he's made sure she's looked after. The, the guy's an absolute, he's a real-life hero. Uh, the bit that got me most upset was, um, and I'm going to read this if it's all right with you lads, was from Josh Gad, who I didn't really know who he was, but after I've Googled him, I realised what, he's in 21, if you've ever watched 21. Mm -hmm. He's the biggest dude with the glasses kind of comedy. But the bit that hit me was uh, Chadwick Boseman's last message to uh, Josh Gad, and I'll read it here, which when you read this message, uh, and you read it through the eyes of a dying man, it's, it's so sad. So it starts and it's called Catch the Rain. Um, <clears throat> if you're in Los Angeles, you woke up this morning to the rare and peaceful sound of a steady precipitation. If you're like me, maybe you looked at the week's forecast and found that it's supposed to rain for three straight days, not without breaks of sunlight or reprieves of moist gloom. But yeah, it's going to be coming down like cats and dogs. Great. We're stuck inside these damn quarantines because of COVID, and now we can't even get no sun in Cali. Come on now. But now the rain has stopped and today's storm has cleared. I urge you to go outside and take a deep breath. Notice how fresh the air is right now. After our skies have had a three-week break from the usual relentless barrage of fumes from bumper-to-bumper LA commuters, and now today's rain has given the City of Angels a long overdue and much-needed shower. Inhale and exhale this moment and thank God for the unique beauties and wonders of this day. We should take advantage of every moment we can to enjoy the simplicity of God's creation, whether it be clear skies and sun or clouded over with gloom. And hey, if the air is clear right now and it does rain tomorrow, I might even put jars and bins out to catch the rain. Throw that in a water filter and I have water more. I have a water more alkaline than any bottle brand out there. And that was from the late Chadwick Boseman, which I think is, yeah, it's a beautiful message. Just, that just really. making the best of a bad situation and it's mm. such a nice outlook to have. And I suppose it's an outlook that you can only have if you're in that situation. Yeah. So very sad that the world's lost that man. Uh, incredible guy. Yeah. So, yeah. I, um, so, yeah, Chadwick Boseman. I went and seen Black Panther twice. It's one of there's very rare occasions I watch a movie twice in the cinema. Seen Black Panther twice. Absolutely fantastic. What I learned this week about him was that he couldn't afford. I don't know if you guys know this, but he couldn't. Yeah, afford I heard to, this. To, yeah. to acting school, he couldn't do that. Um, there was a, like a kind of scholarship type thing where you know someone anonymous paid for his. Um, his time at acting school and he didn't find out until after he went that the person that paid for him to go to acting school was Denzel Washington he had no idea right really yeah Yeah, it's crazy but he ends up 
he ends up learning about this and he's like, what, Denzel Washington paid for my acting school, what did, what did I do? And he had this very unique moment where he was in a room at an award ceremony where Denzel Washington was in the room and he comes up and he talks and it's about Black Panther, blah, blah, blah. But he stops and he goes, Black Panther isn't possible without Denzel Washington. And he explains what, what this man has done, that he's given his money without... Uh, you know, no one like no questions. Just here's the money. Yeah. This this young guy deserves to go acting school, and he's uh, the way that looking at the video now, you can see how much weight Chadwick Boseman has lost, and it's because of cancer. Yeah, and that's another thing that the media would like. People were taking pictures of him and laughing at how skinny he was, not knowing obviously that he's unwell. But yeah, he's standing there. He's a dying man standing in this podium, not not asking for anything to be praised upon him, but instead passing it on to Denzel, who gave him that opportunity to be to be where he is today. And the fact that he kept all this a secret, not not the Denzel stuff, the fact that he kept all this cancer stuff a secret and still pushed through and done everything that he'd done. Watch Black Panther again. Put yourself in that man's shoes and see how difficult that was for him. Yeah. Um, honestly, it, as weird as it is, everything that's going on politically in America right now with Black Lives Matter, that man gave people a platform to stand up and speak just because he played a black superhero. Not the first. We'll talk about, uh, you know, Blade, you know, Wesley Snipes. What <laughs> <laughs> <Poor> guy. <laughs> but um, what Chadwick Boseman will forever be missed, I imagine, by everyone in the, that's a Marvel fan. Yeah. Um, I, I'm very excited to see him go. What, what's weird as well about that film is, it, you know, I, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it touches a lot on death in the film as well, which, yeah, when it talks about the afterlife and stuff like that, and yeah, it's someone who's suffering from cancer. That must have been tough to film, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Shout Chadwick. <laughs> Gonna miss you. Yeah, man. Horrible times. Uh, JJ. On a lighter note, hopefully. Yeah. JJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, I was close to crying there. That was, that was horrible. Um, okay, cool. So, for people that don't know me, which I imagine is going to be quite a few of you. Uh, <laughs> everyone listening. Everyone listening doesn't know me. Um, I have got something called... Uh, I pronounce it cerebral palsy. It's technically not how you're meant to pronounce it. It's meant to be cerebral palsy, but my mum's battered that into me since I was like two years old. What that means is that for anyone that's watching on video right now, I'll narrate for those who aren't, is that my left hand, I've got it on my right side. So my left hand, my left foot work perfectly. Absolutely. The best left-handed foot you've ever seen in your life. Honestly, up there should be a statue of both things. The strength in it is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got big, I can't use my right hand. It doesn't do anything I like it to do. Mostly, it can open and close, but only if my wrist is bent. It's a whole thing. My right foot is a different size from my left foot, so I need to buy two different pairs of shoes. That's also a whole thing because I can't use my right hand. My left hand has got a lot of power in it, like a, a stupid amount of power in it. I will play you a game of, you know the game Peanuts? You know, where you have to get someone to say Peanuts when you hold their hand and you squeeze it and stuff. I will play anyone of that hands down and I have, I'll beat you. I've never it, been beaten at You it. did it to me. My hand hasn't been the same <laughs> since. <laughs> I, um, yeah, so I have, have that affliction. I'm, I'm very lucky. There's people on this planet who have the same as I have and they can't talk or walk. Um, 
shout out to you know I've, I've got a guy Ian Gallagher that I went to school with. He had the same as me, but he had it in, in uh, both his left and right side as well as his little sister, Lauren. Uh, there's also uh, my mate Stephen um, that I used to hang about with uh, in the garage back in Glasgow, and he's got it a little bit worse than I do. I um, yeah, it's just it's a little, I can't do a lot of things. It's a pain in the backside, right? It means that it took me like to the age of ten to learn how to ride a bike. Dave and I went out a cycle today. You were great. You were good, you were good man. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike um, me on my first day of Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, take that, Dave. Let's <laughs> crash um, I've cycled nearly 400 kilometers this year. You know, I, I, I get there. I learn how to do things. Um, all I want to do is climb a tree, though. Not very good at it. You wouldn't be if you only had one hand to use. But there's a guy. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. A guy I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy con, called Clebon Klusk. No, his name's Elon Musk, and he, <laughs> he is a guy that is the head of a company called Tesla. Which I used to work for. Isaac yeah. only found this out last night that I used to work for them. <laughs> um, he's also head of a company called SpaceX, who um, sometimes shoot Tesla cars into space. Why? Just because they can. Um, and he's also the head of another company called the Boring Company. Fun name for a company. What do they do? They bore tunnels. Great name. Cool. <laughs> Love it. There's a fourth company he's part of. <laughs> How many companies does this guy? Because this guy's a genius. <laughs> well, well, he's the he's the guy that came up with PayPal as well. He was like, so he was. He, Someone else told me this the other day. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, it's, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> it's actually something called like X or something like that before, and he teams with someone else, and they fought over the name. But if you've got a spare ten minutes, people at home, we may do a conspiracy theory episode one day. Look up the PayPal mafia and the people that worked at PayPal when it first started and what they own now. It is obscene. They own. Everything they own, Amazon, Google, everything. Really? Anyway, well, not well. It was Bezos, Bezos wasn't involved. Doesn't matter. But probably own, probably own some of it. New, new, <laughs> so he, he, he's also part of this company called Neuralink. And what Neuralink is is it's a company that aims to help people that have got brain and uh, like spinal injuries. And what what they what they want to do, and they have proven that now works, is put a chip in the top of your head. The chip is, this is how they do it. Right, in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside your head. So the way it works is you go into this machine. The machine does the whole operation, right? It's all automated. It scans your head. It cuts a hole in the top of your skull. Oh, a hole. A hole in the top of your skull. In your head. Yep, cuts a hole in your head. It puts um, little, um, um, I'm going to use the word cables because I forgot the name. Tiny little thin, Electrode um, kind of things. Yeah, electrodes into your uh, neurons in your brain, like pinpoint puts them in and it misses every vein in your brain so that you don't bleed. There's no bleeding. They showed you a video of all this. And then the, the chip seals at the top of your skull so that it's flush with your head. It also charges wirelessly, which is a, Fuck off. It's a magnetic charge. Anyway, um, but yeah, um, what they're aiming to do is help people with brain injury, cerebral palsy is a brain injury. Essentially, I had a stroke in the womb when I was young. Um, my brain then couldn't repair itself and that's why I am the way I am. So what this this guy in this company, I'm not saying that Elon Musk is the guy that's came up with everything because of course he's the, the, the face of it, but there's going to be scientists and engineers behind all this. So what this company's done has essentially given me a chance in the future. I'm not saying it's going to be in the next 10 years, but it might be in the next 20. So I might be what, Fifth, nearly 50 years old but 
they've given me a chance to potentially claim a tree, man. Like, <laughs> let's so, go. Let's so what, go. We're, what we're saying is if you share this podcast enough, it'll get to Elon Musk, he'll put a chip in JJ's head and he'll climb a tree and that, we'll film it. That's, <laughs> so does that I've, technically make you a cyborg? It does, 100%. It does, yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, just you said earlier, like, they showed a video of it. Yeah. I just, I really hope that video is not like his... Car press, uh, con- the cyber truck, which yeah, I've got my reservation they, in for, it. <laughs> where they hit the window and it just smashed and it was meant to be bulletproof. Yeah, good old like, Don't don't fuck this one up, Elon. This is people's brains. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've got, I've actually got my my reservation in for that car. Come on, the cyber truck. Um, well, you've guys, reserved the cyber truck. Yeah, it's only you only had to put down like hundred and fifty dollars oh, for yeah, your reservation. So I done that, and Yasmin was very upset with me. She's like, "You're not getting the Cybertruck." <laughs> I'm she... upset with you. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, "You're not getting it." And I went, "Look at it though." She went, "Okay, you maybe get." It. <laughs> um, so yeah, this this thing. I mean, I'm looking at it from a very selfish point of view. I've got a very good quality of life. You know, I'm fine. There's not many things I can't do. A DJ with one hand, and which and I... which hats off to you, man. That is. I've seen you. For anyone who wants to know that when I've stood behind the DJ decks with JJ and he's DJing with one hand, it is it's something to watch. It's pretty spectacular. <laughs> I look more disabled than ever. But um, <laughs> um yeah, so you know, I'm looking at it from a very selfish point of view, but of course there's people that have been in a prime example let's be very relevant the the man that got shot in the back seven times in america by the police he's now paralyzed from the waist down yeah. because of those bullets in his spine he's got the chance to walk again because of that like that is possible because what they're going to do is they're going to put a chip in your head and if you've got a spinal problem they're going to put a chip at the bottom of your back and they two can communicate together mm. and send signals still that's crazy man. Yeah, it, it, it's unreal that the potential there is just the more I hear about stuff like this and like how technology is advancing, I watch Terminator. I'm like, that's going to happen. Well, Terminator uh, Day was what, what like two weeks ago? Well, that makes sense. 2020. What a yeah. fucking year. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and on, on coming. Other, other things that this chip can be used for is where he was asked questions about it and he went in, in the future, what other capabilities will it have? And he went, well, you're probably going to be able to, if anyone's ever heard Elon Musk talk, he's a very clever man, but he doesn't speak well. Um, it takes a long time to say a very I don't think thing. his brain can, his yeah, brain's moving too quick. And that's part of the problem. That's that's exactly part of the problem. This Sorry, that's the solution for that is using these chips because he said, well, you're going to be able to store memories in these chips and play them back like a video, right? Cool, fantastic. That might get a bit dodgy when it comes to, you know, uh, privacy and and if you're ever arrested for something, the police just take the chip out and go, well, we can fucking see that you've done it, you fucking idiot. <laughs> um, and then, but he also said, um, soon, if, if two people have it, they can just communicate telepathically. They won't need to speak. That'd be crazy. So, that is, I, so that's Elon's problem. This is hurt in my brain. Yeah. yeah. Imagine having so like imagine that was a, that was a brain selfish. sex. Whilst having fish. real sex. Imagine like we're doing our podcast. What are you talking we... about? <laughs> Sending the sex oh, through the brain. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Send me the right. thoughts. Lockdown oh. has been difficult for some of us boys. Calm down. Let's move it on. Just sending your shopping list. Oh, even, with it, <laughs> even with the chip, you'd still be single. <laughs> <laughs> 
bloody lockdown. <laughs> Imagine that though. You're like you're struggling to like chat up a you know, someone you like, and you just like. Meanwhile, you just like, what do I say? And then you're like, download I know. some pickup lines. Yeah, yeah. I'll just <laughs> Google, I'll Google it in my brain. <laughs> if it, if it, yeah, I think it's great. Um, he also said that you know you'll be able to play music directly into your brain. You won't have to listen to it. We're at the point where. Good, because people who walk around playing their music out loud, <laughs> it just fucking grinds my gears, man. Yeah. <laughs> but we're at the point where we're going to... We're, we're in the future. This is it. The future's starting to happen. Yeah. Well, like, um, technology is going to be a real dumb way of saying it, but technology hasn't advanced as quick as it has now. Yeah. You're, I Thank mean, you. You're, you're you nice know Moore's Law? Is you know, it about me? Three years. No. Twice, twice as fast, but half as cheap. Yeah. Or half as expensive, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, what's that? Well, it, doesn't, what's it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. That's the problem. Because we've gotten too amazing. <laughs> yeah, it actually stopped working. Um, but so Moore's Law is that computing power will get twice as good and half the price every three years, I believe. It's um, crazy. And it did keep doing that for a while. And we had a point, I'd say about eight years ago, probably, when I'm looking at computers now. I mean, I'm sitting using an eight-year-old MacBook Pro right now. And like it's it just does it just does as well as do you know what do you know about that point when the chips invented and we're all walking around googling chat up lines and that I'll still have a shit mic. <laughs> <laughs> and on it's coming note, next week, next week. <laughs> yeah, it's going it'll be next tune in next week to see if I've got a good mic. That, honestly, it's gonna be the thumbnail for one of our videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Leave with the mic, people losing their shit. Like, yeah. it and he opens it and there's nothing there. Yeah. It's just another headphones or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think that's that's kind of us, guys, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Just, just, just quickly earlier, I did mention about the student relief. So if you are a student in Australia listening to this, uh, just head over to, I think it's, uh, it's studymelbourne.vic gov.au um, and there is the International Students Emergency Relief Fund and I totally didn't just read that from the computer screen uh, um, but yeah if you head over there they've got all the information if you need if you're in a tough spot at the minute in Australia and you haven't heard about this fund uh, head over to there and you may be eligible uh, be able to check your eligible eligible yeah you'll check it thank you yeah <laughs> The LL thing. The, the, chip, thing. the chip will I'm the disabled one. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then, I don't know, are you boys got anything to add? Uh, yeah. I mean, so for those that don't know, we've got all of the things. Last week we oh, said we're going to make all the things. Now we've got all the things. We got <laughs> Facebook. We got Instagram. We got fucking Twitch, YouTube, Boom. everything. It's the three schooners. And our email address is what I said it was last week. The three, the number, schooners at gmail.com. So if you have any feedback, any suggestions, any fan art, any, any remixes of things that we say or do, <laughs> send it through right there. Um, right also, now. If you, if you are listening on iTunes, um, a nice little, if you could give us a five-star review, that helps us go up the charts. That would be lovely. Um, would very much appreciate that. Um, we have now I mean this is episode 2 so here's a little sneak behind the, uh, peek behind the scenes Isaac finished the logo <laughs> so which is here <laughs> <laughs> he punched the mic <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, um, yeah so Isaac finished the logo we've got a logo now um, 
Hopefully, we'll be putting those on T-shirts. And as, as Dave said... <laughs> I was a joke. The T-shirt thing was no, a man, joke. I, I, I'm going to wear them every week. Yeah. Fuck it, let's do it. Okay. Let's make pens. Yeah, let's yeah. make fucking stickers. Let's make a bunch Bottle. of stickers and just stick them everywhere. Bottle yeah. openers. Bottle openers. That's Bottle what we yeah. And cough, freshness. Everyone loves that. Cough, fuck. Okay. Backpackers and have cars. Like, it's yeah, so it's, rare. It's probably a We'll get you a good old bottle opener. Um... Hopefully we've got some, uh, we're going to have some competitions. I've got some ideas. Uh, I actually spoke to Dave about this, not you, Isaac, but I've got a good plan. Wait, wait till you hear this. No he worries. tells me everything. Because <laughs> Isaac just doesn't phone me enough. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm busy but, cleaning up shit. Yeah, to be fair, it was big shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so contact us on any social media platform. If you've which anyone... Which we would, should do, because we got, you did the email. Uh, we got I, did, I, did, I did all yeah, of them. You did all of them. Oh, oh, James, you got to catch up, mate. <laughs> you, you asked uh, that. Sorry, boys, it's that 0% beer. It's gone straight to my head. <laughs> if, if there's anyone that you know in Melbourne or any, anywhere for that matter, because we can do it over Zoom, that you think we should speak to that would be someone that would be fun on the podcast, that would give a little bit more info about you know their traveling experiences, anything like that, um, Get get in contact with us. We'll get in contact with them. The more we, people we have, the merrier. Um, yeah, so that's all I've got to say, guys. Awesome, awesome. And and if you are listening to this uh, next Tuesday, uh, we'll have our next episode. Mm-hmm. We will, we will. Yeah, because whenever um, this uploads, it'll be the next the next Tuesday. Yeah, we're going to put it out on <laughs> Tuesdays. Yeah, there we go. Done. It's good. it's going to be regular. Yep. Yeah. Not as regular as my poos. Well, they're yeah. very irregular. And that's why I had to go to the doctor. We might um, have to do a podcast on bowel movements as well. Just, just talk <laughs> about it. This podcast is the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on that note, I think I think we should tie it up. Yeah. <laughs> see, you, see you guys. Thanks Thank, for listening. Thank you very much, guys. Catch you later on. Bye bye.